What's the one thing all great teams have in common? Great coaching. Try to suck up to me, Evelyn. I'm Gordon Bombay, the new hockey coach. All right, let's go! Learn me! Come on! We're Team USA, gathered from all across America. And we're going to stick together. You know why? Because we are ducks, and ducks fly together. It's the Quack Attack Podcast. Hey, everybody. Mom isn't going to like this. I'm Mike. That's Tommy. Hey, what's up, everyone? Kevin is not here. In his place, Jane Plank. You know her as Tammy Duncan. Jane, thanks for being on. Yeah, thank you for uh, having me on. So, Jane, you can go to janeplank.com, check out her music. Jane, I like to start way back and at the beginning, really. So how do you become a member of the Mighty Ducks? Well, uh, my mom was a professional actress. And I have a twin sister uh, who wanted to get into acting. So she asked if I wanted to as well. And I said, sure, why not? So I got a resume. And then in the newspaper, when people still uh, look for jobs in the newspaper, (laughs) they said, we're looking for a 12-year-old athletic tomboy that can figure skate. And my mom said, wow, that sounds like you. So it was kind of like what they do with American Idol now. You stand in line, you wait for hours, they look at you for about a minute, and they decide if you're a match or not. So I thought, well, if I'm going to be an athletic tomboy, I'm not going to wear a bunch of, you know, I'm not going to wear a dress and be really frilly. So I wore jeans, tennis shoes, a St. Louis Cardinals red T-shirt, and then a baseball hat backwards. (laughs) And I brought um, a glove and a softball with me as well. So I got there with my dad. My dad drove us down to Minneapolis and my sister. And they said, um, from here, outside, you know, down the street, it's going to be a three-hour wait. Jeez. And we're like, oh, my gosh. And so, they said, so my dad looked at us and said, well, hey, we have nothing better, you know, to do. We can kind of hang out and chat while we're waiting. Want to do it. Okay, great. So by the time I finally got in there, they had a group of 15 of us line up in a half circle. And they had the casting agent there and a few other people milling around. And they wanted us to say our name and our age. And that was going to be the beginning of the whole audition. So I said, Jane Clank, 12 years old. And, uh, and then they went around the circle and they said, okay, we'd like these three people to stay. Wow. And the rest that had waited, you know, over three hours had to leave at that point. Um, so. <laughs> Then they said, okay, now we'd like to have you say your name and your age again, and then we're going to ask you one question. Oh, okay, great. <clears throat> so they came to me and said, Jane Plank, 12 years old. And they said, okay, Jane, um, do you have a boyfriend? And at that point, I was like, okay, why are they asking you this? You know, I'm like, this is obviously some kind of like <laughs> trick interview question. So I, I was like, well, I was technically in seventh grade at that point. But I knew they wanted to hear if I was athletic. So I went back to elementary school in sixth grade, and I said, uh, no, I don't have a boyfriend, but I play with the boys. I do different sports with them uh, during recess. And they looked at each other and got super happy. And they're like, okay, thanks. And that was the end of my first audition. Wow, very cryptic. At that point, they said, <laughs> at that point, they said, can you come back tomorrow and we're going to give you a one page script for you to read? I said, sure. <clears throat> so I did that. And I didn't get a lot of feedback at that point. They're like, thank you. 
what happens in the biz, quote unquote, is that they won't call and say, thank you, we've decided to go with somebody else. They'll just never call. <laughs> so during the process of about four months, I know they were continuing to travel around the country and including Canada. And I wouldn't hear for a while. And then I'm like, oh, gee, you know, I probably got passed up. That's fine. And then right when I started to kind of think that, they would call and say, hey, we still want you. Uh, you know, we still have interest in you. If you want to do another uh, audition next week, we'll give you another script. I'm like, oh, okay. So it just kept progressing. And then I got a call in December and they said, okay, we have narrowed it down to you and one other uh, person. I'm like, oh my gosh, I have a 50-50 chance at this point. <laughs> and this other chick was uh, from Canada. I was like, oh, I wonder what you look like. Mm-hmm. So I had prepped all day and, you know, for probably three days, really practicing the script, memorizing it. It was that scene. Do you guys remember when Fulton hit his uh, strong shot into the trunk on mm-hmm. the street? Yeah. And they were like, oh, we don't, you know, um, he's like, I don't know how to skate. And he was freaking out. That was the last, uh, that was the script I was reading at that <laughs> point, at that scene. And I went into the casting agency and looked across the room. And this gal was a splitting image. I mean, a spitting image of me. They took <laughs> pictures of the two of us next to each other. We were the same size, the same height, same features. It was crazy. So. I still have a doppelganger, I think, in Canada somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> so after that, they had uh, the director, Stephen Herrick. Um, he did Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, too. Mm-hmm. Great and um, they, and he kind of, uh, he, he tried to coach me and that sort of thing. And uh, then they said, okay, we'll let you know. So um, the following day or maybe two days after, my dad called me on the home hard line. <laughs> it's a long cord. And, uh, and I had a friend over and my sister. We were, the three of us were trying to hang out playing. And my dad said, now, there were two girl parts, Connie and Tammy. Mm-hmm. Um, did you have a preference which position, you know, which role? And I was like, well, I haven't read the whole script. I mean, I think maybe Connie. He's like, well, you didn't get the part of Connie. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, Okay. <laughs> And he goes, look, you got the point. You got the part of Tammy. And I squealed like a 12-year-old girl should and uh, dropped the phone and, and ran uh, into the other room and squealed with my sister and with my friend. Wow. That's interesting that they would ask which one you prefer. I'm like, no, you didn't get that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's... Yeah, okay, why you got to play with my heartstrings? <laughs> I guess that's a nice gamble for them because if you said Tammy, then you could you would you know be thrilled. Yeah. I guess you were still happy, but... Right, exactly. So, so yeah, your uh, your sister was an actress or wanted to be an actress. Like, how what was her kind of reaction to the whole deal? You getting the part? Well, you know, when we got there, we knew it was a stretch because my sister is not a tomboy. You know, she was she was uh, you know way more kind of girly and frilly and that sort of thing. So mm-hmm. we knew that this part wouldn't be the right fit for her. Um, she was my stand-in, so when they did lighting and that kind of thing, um, she was on set almost every day, so that was fun. She could still be included, um, and then she was an extra, so behind the Mighty Ducks, like uh, our our box, basically, you could see my sister up in the stands too. Uh-oh. So I, I, you know, she's never said that she, you know, she wished she had a big part or anything like that. She's always been pretty 
pretty excited about it. That's good. That's good. So you said that they wanted someone who could figure skate. How much of the figure skating in the actual film was you versus a stunt double? Well, they did have um, skating auditions for everybody else that was in any other part of the country. Um, but for me, they said, do you know how to skate? And I said, yes, I do. I mean, I grew up in Minnesota. And, of course, the L.A. people are always like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, so they, they had a month of figure skating and hockey camp. Um, it was training, and it was very intense. Um, they had me practice my specific moves. Um, they had uh, Danny or, or Tommy and me then do the hockey as well as figure skating. So then just the two of us would go over, and we had – some top coaches that were helping us. So I had a little bit of movie magic uh, when it got really fast with the spin, but I could start to get into the, into the spin and do that part myself. Oh, wow. Very impressive. Yes. <laughs> and, Did it, okay. and so was Danny Tamborelli, was he any good or was he just shit? <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he could hold his own, yeah. I mean, you could tell some of them were more athletic than the other ones. So they, mm-hmm. they could kind of catch on a little bit uh, easier than some of the other ones. But, yeah, he was fine. So if he you guys had a... Back then, it was hilarious. <laughs> if you guys had a mixed figure skating team, would you guys hold your own, you think? Yeah, exactly. All right. <laughs> Only if it was couples figure skating. <laughs> <laughs> Did you bond at all with Marguerite Moreau, knowing that you two were really, like, the only girls on that team? Yeah, we did. Now, you know, I was in seventh grade and she was in ninth. And, um, you know, so I don't think she was quite as excited to hang out with me being a ninth <laughs> grader. But she, was, she, was, she wasn't rude to me or anything like that. We, we laughed and I, I went over to her, uh, like a hotel where she was staying, um, you know, a few times and hung out and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, we, we got along, I think, as, as well as you can in that kind of age range. Did you realize how big this film was going to be? Obviously, like growing up in Minnesota and stuff like that. Did you realize while you're filming that it was going to be like a major uh, hit? You know, they said, they kind of explained it. They're like, we, we want it to be like Bad News Bears, you know, and mm-hmm. we would like to do several different, you know, have, have the first one and the second and the third. So they actually had me sign a contract right when I started. Um, so that they could keep the cast if they wanted to do additional ones. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had to say, okay, yep, if, if I did the second one, it would be for this amount. If I did the third one. So I, I kind of I knew that they had high hopes for it, but I, I didn't get that it would be kind of this classic thing, you know. So that, that was a fun surprise. So did they explain why they didn't, like, bring you on for the second <laughs> one? Yeah, they did, actually. Um, so I was like, I was like, oh, you know, I, I don't get to be a part of the, the second one. And, and they said, well, um, we got some flack for Disney got some flack for not being diverse enough. Ooh. And that was when Christy Yamaguchi and a number of different figure skaters were Asian. And oh. they said, so we, we can't give you another part. I mean, you're too well known as Tammy, um, but we, we're going to bring in a male figure skater. And I was like, dang. That's <laughs> like, we're not going to give you another part, but if it makes you feel better, yeah, we're giving it to someone else. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I, you know, I was like, I got it. I mean, I, I felt bad, but, you know, part of the learning lesson for me was I never acted like a jerk towards people when I did get it. 
I always, I always was excited and, you know, but I, I didn't act like I was bigger than anybody else or this hot dog or anything. Um, so then when I didn't get the second one, it was, it wasn't like people were like, ah, in your face. It was like, you know, they were, they were normal to me. So. So was it easy to assimilate back into civilian life? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually, um, I went there as soon as it was found out that I had gotten the part. I went to school to, I, I had like an hour long fitting where they measured every part of me so that the wardrobe would be perfect. And then my mom uh, and I drove to the school to pick up my sister and they had some kind of assembly and the word had gotten out that I was going to be in this movie. And I literally was bombarded by people. <laughs> and um, I was like, Oh my gosh, this is crazy. And well, grabbed my sister and, you know, went to the car and then, I, I had one day where I wasn't filming and my mom said, you know, you really should get, get to school, even though I was getting tutored about three hours a day, privately tutored on the set. It was such a distraction. No one would pay attention. They're all trying to chat with me. Um, the principal called at the end of the day <laughs> and called my parents and said, um, please don't have her come back. It's such a <laughs> terrible distraction until, until she's done with the filming. And I was like, okay. <laughs> So, yeah. What did your uh, classmates want to know? Just everything. You know, it was like, oh, we missed you. How have you been? And how's it going? And what, how's Emilio? And what is it like? And, you know, and it's like every person wanted to ask me. Um, so, yeah, I was, I was not helping out the cause. <laughs> what was the reaction once it came out and become, became this kind of big thing? Um, you know, I, I had, so Willow Creek Theater in St. Louis Park, I went there um, for not a premiere, but one of the kind of family and friends showing of, of local family members mm-hmm. and uh, went there and um, had a lot of fun watching with my family and friends. So that, that was super cool. Um, one time I did go there with my dad just for fun, just to sneak in to see it. And people recognized me after the movie, and they're like, hey! <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, people don't necessarily recognize me just out on the street, um, you know, but it, it was definitely fun. I went down to Iowa. I have a bunch of relatives down there, and we, we uh, watched it with all of those relatives, and yeah, it was, it was really fun. So did you feel famous? Um, <clears throat> you know, I, di- I didn't feel famous. It, it was interesting. It it was enjoyable, and I was willing to do the signing. So back in the day, they had um, actual, you know, like movie stores, <laughs> like Blockbuster and Mr. Mm-hmm. Movies and stuff. So I they asked me to do kind of a cha- a number of those to do signatures, sign sign headshots, and people were waiting in line for two hours for you know all of our signatures and stuff and uh, autographs and. So that was, that was definitely fun. You know, I, I just was so appreciative of the whole thing. It was like, this is such a great gift. I want to, you know, be as sweet to people as I possibly can because I, I don't think any kind of success should ruin you or, you know, make you rotten. And so I just tried to be as good of an example as I could be. So who was the worst example of what you're not supposed to be? <laughs> um. Well, I would say the hot dog factor, Charlie, probably. Oh, oh Charlie. Um, on, on set, he was a little naughty. You know, they'd say, "Get okay, we've queued up the lights, because it's a lot of hurry up and wait. Mm-hmm. 
So, you know, they've spent 45 minutes getting these lights ready, and they're finally ready to go. Okay, we we need everybody on their marks. And then he'd still be skating out on the, you know, on the ice. And it was like, come on, you're slowing all of the production down. Could you just, you know, kind of get over here? So, I mean, he wasn't awful or wretched, but uh, yeah, he was maybe the naughtiest. You know, we've heard actually stories about someone who might have been wretched. There's this, uh, for our Quackatack listeners, the Quackatack folklore is the person who was originally cast as Adam Banks. Um, oh, yes. What can you tell us about that? You're right. I'm sorry. You're right. <laughs> I was wrong. You were right. Uh, there was there was some drama going on, and I don't know exactly what was taking shape. I wasn't. I so they all of the out of state uh, kids were in like two different hotels or two different areas mm-hmm. for extended stay living. And there was some drama going on with some of the moms or some of the guardians. And I think there was some past of, you know, some of the people had crossed over from some other shows or other movies. And it was basically push comes to shove. He has to go or else, you know, other people would. And so they told us on Monday, sorry, we're going to make Vinnie Banks and this other guy's out. And I think his name was Brian, if I remember right. What was that? Brian? I think his name was Brian. Okay. All right, we've got a That's name. good to know. We're on a quest to find him and talk to him. So you're the first he, person he to had... like remember his name. <laughs> well, I have I have an old picture of him uh, from one of the Mighty Ducks little kind of social parties. Um, I might have to send to you. It's the two of us. And he had dark brown hair, a perfect hockey cut. He had the kind of like mullet in the back mm-hmm. thing going and uh yeah oh wow this is big this is gonna be national news yes <laughs> <laughs> so did the kids kind of similar in age to you did you guys uh get along were they like hitting on you at all how did that kind of play out <clears throat> well my closest uh friend was jeffy smollett and he played Jesse. Um, he was one of the two boys in the Oreo line. Yes, yeah. He was the one with the, the bigger, curlier hair. Yep. Uh, like, longer, curlier hair. Mm-hmm. He was only in third grade, but he was such a honey, and he was so funny and just a sweetheart that he and I would hang out um, a lot together. <laughs> and uh, But, I mean, I really liked everybody. It wasn't, it wasn't like people weren't really hitting on me per se, um, Mm -hmm. Fulton and Connie, I think they kind of, kind of were getting chummy a little bit. So that was kind of like dramatic and fun, you know, but, um, (laughs) other than that, there wasn't a lot of other (laughs) romance going on. It's disappointing. Um, well, I like this, this is a big breakthrough in our, um, find the real Adam Banks case. So, I mean, I'm pretty happy. Oh, good. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. I mean, did you want to continue at, acting after doing the Muddy Ducks? Yeah, I was, um, I did some print modeling. I did some commercials. Um, I was in Jingle All the Way as a featured extra with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Ooh. And really what, what should have happened, you know, kind of in hindsight, 
I did go out for pilot season in eighth grade with my mom and my sister mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> to try to get on some TV shows, did get an agent out there, but it was only for about four months. And I was auditioning and starting to get some traction, but then we came back to Minnesota. And in reality, if we really wanted to make a true run at it, um, my family would have had to move out there. Mm-hmm. So we didn't end up doing that. I think that would have been really kind of what that next move would have had to be. But, you know, I'm, I'm doing kind of more of the acting now through my singing. So I, I still feel like I have that creative outlet at least. What, what, are, you, uh, what are you singing mostly, you know, metal, things like that? Yeah, just like, you know, really like calm metal. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I I write my own music. I would say it's kind of Cities 97 adult contemporary kind of stuff. Um, I've been doing a monthly gig right now where it's almost all acoustic covers. So I have a friend that plays guitar and another friend that harmonizes with me. And then I do, uh, I have a friend that does cajon, that like Brazilian box percussion instrument. So I've been doing that kind of more as a project lately around the cities. Cool. What you do know, you and think? I, I do things like the, like the song song. I make it slow and emotional and acoustic. Wow. What do you think um, <laughs> in Mighty Ducks world, what do you think Tammy Duncan is like? What did you think she went on to do after District 5 won the championship and she was left off Team USA? Well, I don't want to say that she would have turned to drugs. <laughs> I, I think she would have chosen better paths. <laughs> um, she maybe started the tour with like a ultimate frisbee, um, hmm. and she did like the Europe tour or something with that. Um, yeah, I think she would have had a boyfriend and gone to college on some kind of scholarship, <laughs> and then you know, the world is the oyster from there on out. What do you think happened to her brother, Tommy Duncan? Just like hardcore drugs? Yeah, I just think drugs, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I like hey, this. Uh, uh, um, what did they call that? <laughs> oh, shoot. <laughs> um, oh, it's in the Olympics. You race. It's not skiing, but you like you do partner where you go down almost like a sled. Oh, luge? Bob. Yeah, partner luge, yeah. I think, would have been his passion and, and <laughs> probably main focus. That's a guy. Up in Minnesota, he's got some track to go to. Yep. <laughs> so, I mean, just how do you kind of look back on all of it now, I guess, like 20-some years later? asked me a lot like are you sick of talking about it I mean are you and I was like no why would I be sick of such a great memory <laughs> you know it when I look back on it I'm like that was a once in a lifetime experience you know it, it's like I can't have that taken away from me at this point it was really fun um I actually taught I have my stepmom is a teacher um down in the south metro and every spring I give kind of a motivational talk um to the students as well so they'll watch Mighty Ducks for a couple days in class, and then I come and I wear my jersey, <laughs> and uh, and now I'm I'm a little bit bigger, of course, than seventh grade, but um, without my pads, I could fit the jersey perfectly. Um, so I go there and I just I talk to them about the experience and and tell them that you know not not let things get in their way of going after you know fun adventures and um, you know living your your life and and having your passions and you know that sort of thing. All right, all right. 
So we do this thing called the quack question where we, we ask people okay. to send in their questions. Uh, oh. And then we, yeah, we try to answer them on the air. So um, we got, yeah. we asked for questions and uh, Tommy's got a, the quack question for you. Okay, I think this one is a, is a pretty good one. This comes from uh, Jimmy Wong. Uh, his Twitter handle is at ZugZug15. Give him a follow if you'd like. And uh, his question is, which duck is most likely to be on Tinder? Banks. Banks. Interesting. Now, why Banks? <laughs> I just, um, well, I've seen his updated, like, headshots and some professional shots, uh, on online it's just my gut feel is that he would be the one that's like if he was single he would troll and see what he could make happen i do like that i think i think you gotta you gotta consider how much he's really focusing on hockey now he's not gonna be out and about like meeting girls so he's gonna need a way and he's a good looking guy so i'd like that yeah i think you play that card perfect would you have swiped right on Vinny? (laughs) probably (laughs) so you said you were in seventh grade what were like the age ranges of of most of these kids well up to ninth grade so like fulton was in ninth grade connie was in ninth grade uh charlie and Dee were in eighth grade brandon uh me uh averman was in eighth brandon and me we were in seventh um oh i guess he was in sixth and then we didn't have anybody in fifth. Fourth was uh, Danny and uh, JD. I forgot his his uh, other name. The the little uh, dark hair guy. Peter Mark. Okay. Which one? I think I think his name was Peter Mark in the in the film. Yeah, Peter. Yeah, yeah. He was he was in fourth, and then uh, Jesse in third. Okay, so you were like right at that kind of. Upper level, yep, sort of. Spot. Yep. My favorite was some of the guys were getting, uh, tall, they they were a little bit too tall for the screen, so they had uh, Emilio on some boxes walking <laughs> in some of the scenes. <laughs> How tall is Emilio? I think he's 5'5", five, five, maybe 5'6". Five, Ooh. Jeez. So how tall were you around that time? I was 5 feet. So okay, so you were like catching up to to Emilio there. Yep, I was like, I'm I'm on your heels, sir. <laughs> uh, I mean, just how was uh, how was he? He was really nice. He was he was a, a sweet guy. He took us out to um, all of the kids and their parents to Wayne's World, and bought so bought all the tickets for Wayne's World that was playing then, and uh, like the concession food. Wayne's World, that's a little inappropriate for some of those kids. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, parents' approval. <laughs> sure, yeah. And then he took us out bowling uh, and pizza another time. Wow. That's a good deal. Yeah. And then he was learning to juggle, so he was doing that all the time on the set. <laughs> now, why would... he was uh, dating uh, Paula Abdul. That was the big deal. So I was, like, super excited that she was going to be on the set. Did you meet her? Yes, I did. Several times. How did it go? I mean, 
I, I don't want to say I was starstruck. I mean, I tried to play cool, but <laughs> it was pretty amazing. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Now, were any of the uh, adult actors not as cool as Emilio and Emilio's friend, Paula Abdul? I think, I mean, Paula Paula was a pretty big star at that point, so she didn't engage that much with the kids. You know, um, do you remember the one kind of grandma kiss that uh, the character Heidi and Emilio had at the bus stop right towards the end? Oh, yeah. He was going to leave, and he said goodbye, and he gave her a kiss. Okay, mm-hmm. it wasn't a big kiss, right? Mm-hmm. But Paula came in, and the theme for the day was going to be that theme because they don't film in order. It's like they jump around for different mm-hmm. themes. And she threw a fit and said she didn't want to have to look at that. She didn't <laughs> want to have to look at Emilio kissing. Wow. <laughs> so we had to change location. Like they were like calling us super early in the morning, and they're like, "Sorry, we need to change location. We 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 can't do this scene today." And it was like, "What?" <laughs> So they that was pretty funny. They changed it for Paula Abdul? Yeah, they did. Wow. Interesting. She came in. She didn't want to have to see that. <laughs> That's crazy. All right. Uh, I mean, we're coming up on time here. So go to janepoint.com. Check out her music, the thong song, Slow Down, Smooth. Yep, Emotional. Uh, and everything else there. I'm sure there's more than just this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, for us, thequackattack.com, at quackattackpod on Twitter, facebook.com slash quackattackpod. We're on Stitcher now, too. I'll put the link in the show notes. Uh, go to iTunes. Give us a five-star rating. Give us a review. Tell us your favorite thing about Paul Abdul. And remember, ducks fly together. Ducks fly together. <laughs>